Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 12th of May, 2023, officially known around these parts as Doombin 10,000 Eve. We have the big day ahead of us, Doombin, tomorrow. We can't wait. We'll get to that later on the show. But first, well, I thought he'd be back in the studio this this afternoon, but uh, no, he's still out on site on holidays, Sammy Highland. I thought the ball was finished, but now you're somewhere else. Chris, eh? yeah, we had this booked uh, for for some time, uh, and Sandstone Point, so just up the road, just just up the road, halfway yep. to Bribey. your place, really. It is, and uh, and uh, yeah, so we're just uh, having a few days up here with the caravan. Um, look, Fitnickers is um, she's a bit crook this week, and she hasn't been able to join me, so it's been me one out with the the three kids, and uh, sounds relaxing. I tell you what. That was that was challenging. Uh, the first day, there was I, I said, right, let's do this, and there was no confidence from the children at all. Uh, but thank God that uh, Ben and Karen and and their kids have come along, and Ben's uh, helped me along the way. But uh, I did have to ring Ben to to work out how to pull the caravan off the the hook or what what is it called, the tow bar or whatever it is at the back of the car. So what is it? Um, yeah, the I, hitch. I, I, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Hitch. And Maddie uh, says it's the I hitch, was, and he knows. I, I, I was, I was um, pressing the, you know, the, the, the jack on the or whatever it is that lifts the caravan up, and jack, um, yes, you know, yeah, and I'm pressing it up, and and it's coming up, and I'm going, I can't get it to unhook off the, I, I can't get it to unhook, Ben, and he goes. Yeah, because that's mate, you got to press the button to, to release it from from the car. You know, mm. so it's pretty straightforward stuff. But yeah, for someone that knows, for my, confusing enough for my small yeah. brain. Chris. <laughs> All right, Sammy. Now tell me, the bull. You were the bull for uh, the week there, and you're in Melbourne uh, for a couple of weeks. How was the trip? How was the bull? Fantastic. Yeah, I had a, had a ball in in Melbourne. Uh, I tell you what, yeah, I do not miss the do not miss the weather in Melbourne. It was brutally cold, mm. and uh, but good to catch up with the family and spend a good bit of time with Dad, and and yep. uh, he was in good form, and and uh, yeah, the traffic and the traffic and the weather I do not miss in Melbourne, uh, and then get down the pool. Well, uh, look, it was chilly enough, but that's expected at the pool. It just rains when, well, you know, first week of the uh, of May. Warnable Carnival, you just you just get rain. That's what happens. And well done to Warnable Race Club. Uh, they do a fantastic job, and it was it was outstanding again this year as always, and uh, really good. Um, police camp. He ran a butler. Uh, actually, uh, I'm obviously uh, uh, have a small share in police camp, and he ran second in the grand annual last year. Um, he ran better in the Briley this year than he did last year. So I went into the race really confident and. Yeah, I, th- I think um, had Stern Idol have just softened up Rockstar Ronnie a bit more or we got 10 mils of rain the night before, I, I reckon Police Camp would have won the Grand Annual. But sadly, Chris O, it's probably his one race of the year that he can win 5,500 metres. He knows that he could he could go around that track with his eyes closed and he jumps so well. But um, 
apart from that, they're just really not long enough for him. So we're, we're going to, uh, we'll just go quiet with him. He might run in the Grand National, maybe. We'll see how that looks. and uh, But we'll set him again for the, the Grand Annual next year because that's his race. It is. Yeah, when you've got a horse that runs those sort of distances, there's not a lot of options, is there? <laughs> no. Well, he's as slow as a wet week, but but as I say, he's uh, he jumps well and he stays and he and he handles really heavy ground and and that's um and that's the difference, you know. Like you look at, I think he got beaten um he got beaten ten legs on the Tuesday on on Briley Day and the track. Campbell Rewilla rode him beautifully, and he said, when you're going up the hill in that heavy conditions, he goes, he just goes on it like it's good ground. But then he goes, when he came on the course proper and it's only soft five, they're too quick for him and they get away from him. But then, obviously, we got to Thursday and it was genuine heavy track, um, and and that, you know, he, he, he just cruises through it. And that's uh, that's when you get a good wet tracker. That's that's what happens, that's what isn't do. it? You know, that's their advantage. Their wheels know, don't sure. spin. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Alrighty. Uh, now we had a uh, we had a terrific day of racing at the Sunshine Coast last Saturday afternoon. I can vouch for that. I was on track, and it was a beautiful day weather-wise. We had some really top-class uh, horses go around. Let's have a little bit of a recap of some of those major races. At the 300 metres mark, giving a kick here. Yellow Brick down the centre. Bunker Hart back to the inside. Lady Laguna's driving through and Spacewalk out wider on the track. Yellow Brick hit a slender lead. Lady Laguna the far side. It's Yellow Brick in front. It's a first up crush in the Guineas. Yellow Brick too good. Free wide, no cover, still too good. Beat Lady Laguna. Sue Sayers jumped up out of the ground and will run third. Zaki, a narrow leader at the 200. He's got a fight on his hands. Zarex out after him, a half length away. Quetor back to the inside. Zaki's digging in with 100 to go. Zarek, Quetor on the inside. Zaki's just in front, and he's going to do it. He's now a $10 million man. Zaki makes it history in three Hollandales. What a champ. He beat Quetor, and Zarex run third. Yellow brick, Sammy. I know you're a fan, I'm a fan, but gee, he just, uh, he, he, that was one heck of a win sitting three wide, no cover all the way, wasn't it? He's just a jet. He is an absolute jet, the horse. And uh, I was in the Emerald Hotel. Uh, shout out to the Lewis family and Andy Lewis. Uh, we led the charge, the yellow brick charge in the front bar last Saturday. I said, this will not get beat. This will not get beat. And back it into Stradbroke because it'll win the Stradbroke. And, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, he's a serious horse. And Tony Sears, Matty Sears, they've been saying it for a long time. Yep. And, yeah, he's he's a beauty. I, I just love... I just love how when he comes under pressure, he digs in yep. and he quickens, and that's that's what good horses do. You know, he's definitely one of those. Yeah, he, he does, and, and he did that the last 100 metres. It's like Ben Thompson <laughs> just said, all right, boy, let's go, and he and he raced away from them when he, he wasn't entitled to with the run that he'd had and being first up. You thought he might have been a bit soft, but uh, you're right. He is a ripper, and Zaki uh, breaking through that $10 million barrier, three Hollandales in a row. What did you make of his win? I thought it was good. You know, he's probably he's getting a bit a uh, bit long in the tooth now. And yep. uh, I know somebody said to me um, at the pub, uh, you know, probably wasn't as impressive as you thought. And I think with these good horses, we think, you know, we 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 obviously you, you think they're they're well, they are great horses, and and you expect them to to do it easily all the time, you know. But as I say, he's getting a bit older, and he and he's uh, he's been very well placed. You know, $10 million in prize money. Gee, you'd, 
You'd love to own uh, the, his, his back leg, wouldn't you? And, yep. and it, it's dead set. Um, yeah, just really well placed. Good on to Anna, good on Annabelle and, and all of the team there. They've done a great job with that horse. And, yeah, I think uh, he's, he's just a beauty. He's, uh, he, you know, I, I mean... I think from here on in, he's he's going to be carefully have to be carefully placed also, you know, because I, I probably we've seen the best of him. Would you say? I would say so. Uh, he'll go to the Doomben Cup next Saturday. But look, I thought, and a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I, I thought he'd win by more. Uh, I thought he was in, you know, I thought he's a better horse than that. But you take into account his run. He worked for the first 450 metres of the race to get across outside the leader. And those two horses that ran second and third, was daylight to fourth, they had the soft runs. They were entitled yeah. to run him down. But he dug deep and he was holding them on the line. So for mine, full credit to Zaki. And I hope he does go on and win the Dooman Cup next week. Um, think about it. was impressive winning at Gosford. Goes to the Stradbroke, uh, of course. Uh, Sam Clipperton will ride. Will tackle the Kingsford Smith first. Very, very exciting horse. Think about it. Parmetto, who won the coast at Gosford last week, will go to the Doombit Cup next Saturday. So there's a couple of uh, horses going forward uh, during the carnival. Now, today's guest, Sammy, Mark Newnham, will speak to you very shortly. Of course, he's off to Hong Kong soon. He's uh, packing up shop in Australia and he now heading over to Hong Kong. We'll ask him about that. And one of your favourites, Sammy, Craig Williams. Willow, he'll be joining us after the main break. I'm sure you'll be looking forward to that. He's a beauty, Willow, and uh, he'll, uh, yeah, he's, there's no man that does his form better than Craig Williams. He ticks every box, and that's why he's, uh, yeah, he's been as good as he has for, for so long. He's just, uh, yeah, he's uh, the ultimate professional, that's for sure. Uh, and he rides Giga Kick, of course, in the 10,000, the ruling and raging favourite for the race tomorrow. Racing in Queensland over the weekend, we race at... Aquas Park Gold Coast tomorrow, as well as Dooman with the Group 1 10,000, the Spirit of Boom, the Rough Habit Plate, the Chairman's, the Bright Shadow, the Members Handicap, plenty of black tight racing. We also race at Rockhampton uh, in the afternoon. Toowoomba, of course, in the Twilight Zone. And we're back to the Sunshine Coast for a 10-racer. 10-racer, Sammy, on uh, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Just going to take me a while to do that form, I can tell you. <laughs> Remember, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit Racing Queensland. Dot com dot au. Sammy, a couple of special guests on the show this afternoon. We're first of all speaking to Mark Newnham, of course, who's going to close up his operation in Australia. And uh, move to Hong Kong. We'll ask him all about that in just a moment. And then after the main break, we're going to have a chat with Craig Williams. So looking forward to that. But first of all, as mentioned, Mark Newnham joins us. Good afternoon, Mark. Yeah, more, uh, good afternoon, Chris, and good afternoon, Sam. Thanks uh, very much for joining us. We appreciate your time. I know you're a very busy man packing things up. Uh, tell us all about the move to Hong Kong and how did that eventuate? Yeah, look, it's... Um Oh, look, it's been in the pipeline for a little while. It's something I've always wanted to do. Um, I was asked a while a while back whether um, I was uh, interested in being considered, um, and uh, they sent me um, a little bit of information, and I, I filled out um, an application that they that they forwarded to me, and. Um, then I didn't really hear much, and um, 
probably a week before their licensing meeting earlier this year, um, uh, they rang me and asked if I was happy to still be considered. And um, anyway, um, shortly after that, um, they rang me um, telling me I, I got the gig. So how many how many trainers are in the pool to be considered for for a, uh, a position there in Hong Kong? I mean, do you have any idea how many you were up against? Uh, no, not really. Um, all I know is that um, well, probably about 18 months or so ago, they were working on a short list of trainers um, to come into the system there over the next five years. Um, they've got quite a few trainers on the list there that are approaching uh, retirement age. Yep. So they want to do um, just future-proof things um, over the next few years. But, look, I'm not sure how many how many people they interviewed or considered. Um, I was lucky enough to be one of the ones, and um, yeah. and it was, a, it was a good phone call to get. I'm sure it was. I mean, how difficult a process is it to go through? Is it... Um is it tedious, or is that, do they make it quite easy? Oh no, they make it fairly easy. I think once they've, um, you know, once they've narrowed down um, who they want, um, you know, there was a there was a fairly lengthy interview process with the licensing committee, um, and um, and then you you're left in limbo for a while just uh, as to um, whether you'll get the license or not, but. Um, like I say, it was short time before they had the licensing committee. They they rang me and asked me whether I still wanted to be considered. So uh, at least you know, if you're getting through to that stage, uh, yep. it's pretty close. Exciting times, that's for sure, Mark. Well done on that. And and how does it work as far as um, when you go there? Obviously, you've got a license to train there. Do you take horses with you? Um, do you get there and have to start from scratch and and just the trap owners or you automatically walk into a stable with 10 or 15 horses. How does all that work for you? Yeah, look, um, uh, getting your team of horses together is probably the only thing they don't do for you. Um, they pretty much do everything else. They make your life pretty easy, which is which is good. I think one of the um, one of the factors that came into play with me getting a licence there is that um, I, I've got quite a good... Um, Hong Kong clientele, so obviously that that uh, helps from from that side of things. So there's some horses that will leave uh, my stable um, in the next week and be on a shipment that uh, goes over there early in June. So those horses can come into my stable after they've completed their quarantine, which will be June 20, um, and then from that. Uh, there'll probably be the following shipment after that. I'll have uh, a couple more as well. And then it's really about, you know, getting your feet on the ground and, and um, doing the lunch and dinner circuit, um, you know, trying to attract, you know, owners owners in the system there and, uh, and, and horses, you know, to transfer it from other stables at the end of the current season. So there's quite a few horses in training there that have been through my stable. Um, I'm hopeful some of those will transfer back to me. Um, but, yeah, you've just got to get over there and promote yourself and, and uh, you know, do the meet and greet. Um, and, um, you know, really, once you once you um, get into your stable and the 
I'm eligible to have runners from the start of the new season in September. Um, you know, it's about promoting your business and, um, and you know, filling up your stable. Now, it's obviously a far different lifestyle than we used to in Australia. Do they, do they put you up in, in a, um, a, ha- a unit or apartment or a house or something? How does that work? Yeah, uh, uh, my wife and I were there about a week and a half ago. We were there for a week, and part of that was to pick an apartment uh, on track at Sha Tin. So the jockey club offer you um, accommodation on track, and, and look, if if you choose to live away from the track, they, um, uh, there is an allowance to do that as well. But uh, certainly initially, I think it's it's a lot easier for us to, to live on track. The apartments there are... Uh, are very nice and and they uh, recently been refurbished. So um, it, that that makes it pretty easy when you're close to work mm-hmm. and um, you know you have access to the club facilities as well. So uh, within a hundred metres walk there, there's the there's the Shah Tim Clubhouse, which includes about five restaurants, a gym, a pool. Um, so um, that 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 will come in handy as far as you know. A lot of owners come there for lunch and things, and then come and see their horse. So, um, yeah, it's probably um, a lot more convenient to to live in the jockey club apartments. Now, and tra- sorry, go on, Sammy. Tra- training training is a lot different there, uh, Mark. And uh, you've had, I reckon, uh, did you you rode in Korea back in the day, didn't you? I think in the past was. Yeah, I had a, a stint in Korea and a stint in Macau, so it's um, yeah. Yeah, it's a very different training style to to Australia. Um, obviously, your your horses are in your stable, you know, for the for the entire season, so uh, it's not as if you can just turn them out for a month here and there. Um, so, and look, the weather plays a part, the climate. Um, so you've got to you've just got to trust your instincts and. Um, you know, get there a bit early like I'm going to do and observe what works for the successful trainers there and um, and, and work out a routine that, that suits suits the way you, you know, you, you train and the way you feed. And uh, I would think, Mark, if you can... I don't know what your relationship is with Zach Purton, but if you can get him to ride most of your horses, I think you're halfway there. Oh, obviously, Zach, he's, he's, um, he's pretty much got, got call on... Um, you know, a top three chance in every yeah. in every race, and and has has plenty to pick from. Um, so yes, I think you know, like most things, if you if you start at the top of the table and work your way down, you won't go too far wrong. Uh, Hugh Bowman settled in really well there. Yep. Um, Hugh's riding very well. Um, you know, and I know him. I know him very. You know, very well. So, well, I think look the. If, if your horse is going well enough, you'll get the right jockey. Yeah, that makes good sense. Now, just before we get on to your uh, your runners tomorrow, uh, last uh, Saturday at the Sunshine Coast, uh, Street Gossip ran around in the uh, bracelet, ran a solid third. What did you take out of that run, and do you push on now towards the Oaks? No, she won't go towards the Oaks. I'll um, I'll go and have a look at her on. Uh, I'll go and have a look at her tomorrow when I'm up there, and. Most likely run her in the Pam O'Neill, just bring her back to a mile. Yep. I think, um, you know, the previous two starts, uh, one was at Wyong and one was at Doombin over a mile. Uh, I think she found the 1800 at uh, the Sunshine Coast uh, a bit a bit too testing. Uh, so I think, you know, bring her back to a mile. I wouldn't be confident that she'd run run further uh, than, than a mile on a, on a big track. So... Uh, mile round Dooman suits her well. Um, 
she's staying up there with Chris Muntz and Chris has uh, has been really good to house us there. He's very busy anyway, but um, she's done well during the week and uh, I'll have a quick look at her tomorrow and, and make an assessment, but this stage she'll go to the Pam O'Neill. All righty, runners tomorrow, uh, race number four, the members' handicap. You're bringing Sunshine Rising uh, back in distance from the 2000s to the mile. A bit of a freshen up there, a month off. Yeah, look, I think uh, the 2000 at Ramwick on, on heavy ground run at a hectic pace. That was the race where Princess Jenny went out um, mm. uh, at very strong sectionals. And I think he just found that too much. Um, his previous two runs, 2000 at Rose Hill, um, he's just beaten and, and performed well. Uh, back to a mile is probably his ideal trip with a good draw. Uh, gives him an opportunity to get back in the winner's circle. And race number nine, you've got a very fine red. Yeah, look, really good race for her back against uh, Phillies and Mares. Uh, first two runs back this preparation in listed grade against the boys. Both solid performances. Um, she does improve with a run or two under her belt. 1100s of pet distance. And this has been her target race for the preparation. Uh, before we let you go, you've got uh, a runner at Scone in the first race. Uh, a first starter by the name of In My Dreams, Tommy Sherry, will ride. Can you give us a leg up here? Look good winning a, a Randwick trial recently. Yeah, very talented filly, obviously giving away experience. Um, you know, there's a couple there um, that have, you know, uh, are winners and, and have experience in good grade. Um, but she has come up with barrier one uh, in a small field, so... Being a black-type race, is nice uh, to add a bit of value to those fillies early in their career if, if she's able to run top three. She's certainly talented enough to. Um, I mean, if she was a gelding, I'd probably be just going to a very easy maiden, but um, with her future in mind, uh, it's a good opportunity to uh, get a bit of black-type right at the start of her career. Mark, thanks so much for joining us uh, this afternoon on The Punters, mate. We wish you all the very best of your uh, your trip, well, your move, should I say, to uh, Hong Kong, I'm sure you'll do very, very well, as you have done here. And, yeah, thanks again. And hope it all works out well. I look forward to speaking to you down the track when you are in Hong Kong. Great. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Mark. Mark Newnham joining us there. And, Sammy, I'm sure, 110% sure, if there is such a thing, that Mark will do great things in Hong Kong. He's a very, very uh, capable trainer and a really nice guy. Yeah, he's a fantastic trainer. And, obviously, um uh, you know, spent a good while with uh, with Gay Waterhouse yeah. and, and then went out on his own and, and really hit the ground running from the time he started training. So it's no surprise to see that the Hong Kong Jockey Club uh, would want Mark Newnham uh, over there training in Hong Kong. No surprise whatsoever. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Sammy, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll speak to uh, one of your good friends, Craig Williams. This is the Punters, mate, on SEN. Zoo style at the 3.50. About three lengths in front here from Generation. Marzu the outside. Rothfire's making ground back nearer the rails. And Paolali's coming down the outside. Zoo style in front. Working home is Marzu and Paolali down the outside. Laters Rothfire. Marzu the leader. Paolali the outside. On Trivia coming home late as well. But Marzu's in front from Paolali. Marzu, Paolali, Marzu. Marzu's won the 10,000 from Paolali. On Trivia followed by Signore Fox. 
There was Samuel uh, Mazu winning last year's Doombin 10,000. And, of course, Mazu is in the big one again tomorrow afternoon. And one man who stands in Mazu's way is Craig Williams, who, of course, is riding the hot favourite, Giga Kick. Craig, good afternoon to you. Hey, guys. How are you? Very, very well. Uh, you're looking forward to tomorrow's ride. He's a terrific horse. Yeah, he certainly is. Um, when you in your intro, you said, I'm standing his way. I think it's more the fact that Giga Kick stands in, in most of their way. So I'm uh, just very lucky to pilot him. And I've got so much faith in the horse and he's trying to Clayton Douglas and really looking forward to the competition tomorrow. What what sort of a horse is he like to ride? He he just is he an easy horse to ride? Yes, he is. He's um you can he's uh, he, he does he's only a three year old and he's only had nine starts, so it's quite scary of the way that um, he's getting developed by his trainer Clayton of what he can become, and that's the most exciting part about him. He's got obviously an unbelievable motor. He can have a couple of accelerations in a race, and he can also extend a really high high speed which is what a lot of horses can't do so it brings that um uh, same performance on tomorrow then he's gonna they'll, they'll struggle to beat him well uh, was it uh was it straight away when you got on this horse that that, that you went wow this is uh this is pretty special this horse uh like you know I've, I've watched you um interviewed after riding this horse you you always speak glowingly about him yeah, well, it's actually, Sam, it's um, it's the first feeling that, that I got after. I actually rode him in a barrier trial prior to riding him in the Vane Stakes at Caulfield, and he just got back, and he was, he was quite uncomplicated, um, shuffled back in the gates, and but he wanted to, to hang in with me, went a bit hard left on a synthetic track at Pakenham. So I spoke to Clayton, he rings me two days later and said, yep, better cut his mouth, we'll work on that, that's the reason why we've been hanging structurally sound everything and then when I rode him in the vein he he over he, he drew a whitish gate steps only reasonable he was back in the he was about midfield and he was charging a little bit in the race got his head up and subsequently had a black eye after it so he must have got hit by a hard clod and, and hurt himself and might have been why he's a bit um a bit anxious to want to, to get over and done with the race a bit quick but when he straightened up he like accelerated then he went again and then he went again I remember beating Damien Lane on Alpha One, and he said, oh, I can't believe you beat me. Oh, my horse clicking up that well. He said, well, Damien, I gave you five lengths head start and over race. Like, he was just unbelievable. I was just, I remember going past the post smiling because it was just, you just don't ride horses very often that can do what he did then. Anyway, I just said that, um, you know, I think Jonathan should probably buy an Everest lot. In years to come, I think he might be a really good Everest horse, but um, he wouldn't be seasoned enough for it, for it yet. Then there were six weeks before he ran in the in the Dane Hill, and in between that, Clayton didn't, didn't, didn't ask him to come down to Barratron four weeks from when I raced him at Caulfield, and he said, Craig, this horse has improved four length. And I went, well, because Clayton doesn't over-extenuate over, um, um, his comments because he was a jockey, and four lengths is a big margin for an improvement. Anyway, mm-hmm. I came down and tried him and went, wow, um, maybe get Jonathan to buy the um, Everest slot this time. Wow. Have you had any phone calls? And he said, oh, nothing yet. And I said, well, he'll win... We were very confident he'll win the Dane Hill, and and or we also knew what was lining up for the Everest last year. And I said you'll get you'll get a phone call because he'll win the Dane Hill, and they'll ask for his plot anyway. He didn't win by a big margin the Dane Hill, but I was not happy with myself by the way that I rode him on that day, and thought that he could have been more explosive if I wasn't pinching ground throughout the race. And then obviously we've seen what's happened now. He's 
he got an opportunity to run in the in the Everest. He won the Everest, and then he came back, and he was a little bit awry that day at Flemington. He was he didn't parade well. He was hanging with me, and he still was unlucky, still not to win with a bit of traffic jam. So then he's come back, and he's done what he's done, and really excited about seeing. Uh, how he lines up at Doom in 10,000 tomorrow. And as as you said, Craig, and we know he's only a three-year-old. He's only had nine starts. It's it's frightening for the opposition, but it's great for you that there's obviously more improvement to come. Yeah, I think there's a lot more maturity and development. And you can see it with all these horses. Um, I guess when we... I remember doing the... the, the going through with uh, Mr Brightside from his graduation from Maiden, just going through all of these grades of raising. And even in the spring... He was always about two lengths off those horses and they were just a bit tougher and stronger than him. And we looked at him and just said, look, maybe after one season, this, this season of um, weight rage racing, that, that Mr Brightside will, will turn in and develop physically into a weight rage horse. And when he come back this this autumn, we saw what he did. He won his last two. One was the All Age Stakes and the other one was the, the Group 1 Doncaster again with, with a lot more weight than when he won it the previous year. So, you know, in the right hands and, you know, uh, with you know, all going well and horses develop the way you hope they develop, then, yeah, he's bloody excited going forward. Shout out to uh, Clayton Douglas, who has done a fantastic job with this horse. And, you know, he's uh, he's bred to be a good horse trainer, Clayton. He's uh, been around horses all his life. And I just love the story, Craig, of, you know, like this bike was a picnic jockey a few years ago. Or, you know, it's, you know, he went riding, punching around the picnics, riding work at Mornington. Uh, next thing he's going over the jumps. Then just everything he turns his hand to uh, with horses, he's a master at it. Yeah, I couldn't sum it up any better, Sam. Anyone who starts off at the picnic, um, and then graduates to the professionals, the jumping, and we we joke in the in the mountain yard when we're talking about the horse, and you know we calm each other down. And I said, he goes, well, it's easy for you. You don't put obstacles in front of you, you know. So uh, he he's done it all. Plus Sam, you know what he's like. He's an absolute star of a person. He's just a a really great humble person who, like every trainer in in this industry, they work their backsides off. He's young and he's handling it. You know. And he, the way he handles it, it's like he's had he's been here, you know, many years earlier. And um, I love the way that he's developing this horse. Craig, no one does the form more comprehensively than you. You leave no detail unturned. Now, Giga Kick to me settles around midfield slightly worse. How do you see it tomorrow? Well, I'm sorry, I'm going to disappoint you. I haven't done it yet, so oh. um, <laughs> I'm, I've only done four races, so I've got to get to that race yet. I thought you'd do that one first. I really did. <laughs> no, like, I, I, I do I do race book order. No, that's fair enough. Well, let's talk about some of these other rides that you do have. Uh, if you've done it in race book order, then you'll know all about yeah, RNT, baby. one of Scott, one of uh, Sammy's favourites in race one, RNT. I, 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 I backed it when the market's open, Chris. I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> well, I think I think this horse is really um, – Chris Murray's trainer's really found the right race to start him off in. He's uh, – He's 50% um, first up runs for winning and, and second. And um, he's, he's drawn drawn well to map well for a race like this. And it looks like he's a really right race that he's going to be one of the main chances. Race two, you ride the Racketeer. I like this horse, actually. When you look at his replays from New Zealand, just physically looking at him, he looked like he's really developed this preparation. And for, for Sean and Colin to bring him over, his trainers, then usually they, 
they usually bring the right horses over. It is a very competitive race, but he's a, a horse that races on speed, makes his own luck. In a pressure race, I think he's going to be there for a long way. Race number three, you're riding Mr. Yu Shu. And I'm just having a look here to see if he's got a run. He is an emergency. At this stage, the screen I'm looking at says no scratchings. Yeah, probably unlikely he gets in. You'll need a lot of luck from the barrier draw. But Jim Conlon's a trainer from Victoria. He's brought up a couple of horses. And um, he's, he's also found the right race, providing he gets a start. But probably more than likely, this one will be, be sitting out. Uh, Brutality's drawn well uh, for Joseph Pride in race four. Yeah, he's a really, really... He's been a really good horse over his time. He's drawn a favourable barrier or whether or not I can use it or not might be the other thing. If I can, I think it'd be advantageous. And he is a horse that seems to get better through his preparations. And Joe's, you know, I think he's in his right race with going down, dropping a few kilos from his last couple to run really well to make his pressure felt. I think he'd be a top three chance in that. Now, do we ask you about any of these others, Craig, or we just uh, don't worry because you haven't done the form yet, or...? Yeah, I can guess. You can guess? All right, race five, metallic <laughs> ruler. Um, he's only had the one start for one win. Needs a bit of luck from an outside barrier in a competitive race, but this will decide where he goes for this, you know, for your Brisbane Carnival. So I'm really looking forward to, to riding him. Uh, race six, you're riding Secret Glamour for the Ma Eustace camp. Well, she's informed by winning last time. Um, she has no weight and, and a nice middle barrier draw, so I've been looking forward to looking at her replays. Uh, in race number seven, you're on uh, So Dazzling for John Sargent. I know her because I trialled her the other day when I was in Sydney to trial Giga Kick, and I like her. She ran second in the Oaks. She's had a freshen up from that run, coming back in distance, and I guess it gives um, John Sargent an opportunity. He's, he's taking on the boys, so it tells you a lot about his thought process, whether or not he's giving himself the option to run the derby, which it does, but also it gives him also three weeks to run in the Oaks, so it gives him a bit more time between runs. So he's a master with stay, he's a master trainer, but great with stayers, and um, and she tried up really sharply the other day. So from an outside barrier draw, I expect her, she will need a lot of luck, but she will still be one of the main chances. Do we just put the house on Giga Kick? <laughs> well, you've got, a, you've got a mobile house at the moment, I believe, Sam. So <laughs> He's got many houses. You, you might be able to put them in. Oh, many houses, okay. Well, if he brings if he brings his same form to last start, they'll struggle to beat him. Yeah, all right. And billion, billion Dollar Baby off a wide gate in the final race? Yeah, well, I'm riding. I'm riding one of Snowden. So if they don't decide to run from the wide barrier or um, the horse down the bottom, twenty-one will gain a start. The fourth emergency, fifth emergency. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing. I've got to do form for two horses in that race. Uh, now, will we see you most weeks of the carnival, Craig? Not next week. I'm um, scheduled to be in Adelaide next week for the Goodwood, and then from then on, I am back up to ride. Um, to ride up to the Brisbane Carnival through the Stradbroke and through on. All right. Well, we'll make sure we turn on the good weather um, for you. Well, uh, just and in finishing, it's a, it's a sad day, isn't it, today? We, a day where we remember uh, one of our best mates and obviously your cousin, but uh, we all used to knock around together in Travis Harrison. It's uh, Travis's anniversary today, and he, he was such a fantastic bloke and a terrific jockey, wasn't he? Yeah, certainly was, Sam. I think it's really, really good that we always keep remembering because, um, you know, we had so many great times. We're lucky to have Travis in our life, even if we had to keep an eye on his golf scorecard when he handed it in. <laughs> he didn't have the extra throws and buggy bumps and, and when you weren't looking, hits up the thing. But, we, you know, we, we had a really good childhood and 
we we found out what um, how precious life is at an early age when we lost Travis, and yeah, it's really sad. But I love the fact that um, you guys are remembering in the clubs. There's clubs at Cranbourne. They're holding um, is a race in uh, name of Travis, and also at Mooney Valley every year. So it's fantastic that our industry not only remembers Travis, but also reminds the family that um, that there is a heart and soul in our industry, and they care, and they're uh, always in their in their hearts and minds. Very well said, very well said. Craig, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Best of luck on Giga Kick tomorrow. I think he's the horse to beat, but uh, there you go. Sammy's got some company in the uh, the mobile home there. Uh, and all the best, and we look forward to speaking to you at another stage or going forward in the carnival. I'm sure there'll be plenty, plenty more Group 1 winners on the way. My pleasure, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for joining us. Craig Williams joining us there on The Punters, mate. As they race into the straight, Cragsman bounds ahead and nothing looks like catching him. What's the centre of the field for that white mark again? Burnborough is weaving his way through with a paralysing burst of speed. He's clear on the outside and going like a whirlwind. He makes good horses look second-rate in a record-breaking dash for the judge. A clear winner by two lengths. How good was that? <laughs> Sammy, did you like that? That was outstanding, and what? Why is it that 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 race that was like? Uh, he was used for every yeah. clip. No, of the old racing that you know you, you heard that same voice, and and it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very funny when you. But it's uh, it's good to you know the old remember when days. Chris. I love it. I love it. And so I bring in Gibbo. Gibbo, we've changed your tune for this week or your intro. Did you like that? Oh, okay. Yes, I did. That was very good. <laughs> now. Sammy, I love all that old stuff. Me too. You, Sammy, you ask all... about the voices. Sorry, you ask about those voices. That's That wasn't – it's not all the same guy, but that's how they did talk in those days. <laughs> yeah. I love right. it. What happened? What happened to those voices? Why don't people talk like that anymore? <laughs> Gibbo? I think they were, yell- I think they were yelling into uh, tin cup and uh, just a string coming off them. Oh, I loved it. Uh, that was the 1946 – uh, Ahern Memorial, which was the Doombin 10,000. So, Burmber, of course, winning yeah. that from an impossible position, as he always did. Do me a favour and give me give me a Wayne Wilson call next week. <laughs> okay, no problems at all. Which, yeah, have you got he was a, a jet. So, you want he a Doombin Cup maybe from Wayne Wilson next week? Mate, anything from him, I loved him. So do no, I. That, rough, that rough habit, that rough habit win, uh, that was, All right. yeah. you know, when he, when he, when he got yep. up on the inside in, in the last couple yep. of strides, uh, he was, you know, he was one of those horses um, that you just loved watching because his will to win, he just pinned the ears back and just thread his way through yeah. the field. And you don't often see it, do you? You don't see horses making ground on the inside, charging up through the field, but it was like he knew where the winning post was. That, horse. that was a Stradbroke yeah, where yeah. Jimmy Cassidy just hung on for the ride, wasn't it, Gibbo? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with what Sammy is saying. How good he's like. He, nothing bothered him if he could go inside, outside. He could zigzag. It didn't matter. He was always pinning the ears back. It was unreal. Yeah, yeah. Now tell me, are there any horses uh, in the caliber of Rough Habit running around on the poly track at the Gold Coast tomorrow? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, no, there's not. Um, there's not. But I'm, I'm hoping we can wait till the last couple of races and find a couple. Gee, race seven, number three, no more red. He's won from 18, but he won for us two back. So um, he likes the track. He maps well. He's run well again since that win. Gets the inform apprentice on. I just I just think it leads or box seat. Um, every possible opportunity. So no more red trained on the track. I think he'll win race seven. Okay. And then in the last, another one. 
trained at the track, agent of mayhem. It's a horse I've sort of always had time for it to get back type and just sort of hasn't got to the level I thought it would, but had its first start in the poly last time out and went straight and bolted in. So I think, if anything, it only gets fitter and is better suited here. So, yeah, I just think agent of mayhem um, looks probably the best of the day in the last. Okay, so your two best for the Gold Coast Poly. Race seven, number three, excuse me, no more red. And race eight, number three, Agent of Mayhem. So we're looking for the threes to bring us home. Uh, Dooman 10,000, if you've got any thoughts there, you wouldn't be tipping against Giga Kick. I know that for a fact. Yeah, no, he's just, I think he's a brilliant horse. I think he's still got upside I've got no issues with 14 back to 1,200. I think that's perfect off a 30-day freshen. And I think it sets up beautifully. I think there's really good early speed. He can sort of sit midfield with cover. And I don't think you could pick a race that could pan out any better for a horse on the rise. So he's very short, but I just think he probably wins. And you think uh, Kovalika can go on his merry way or winning mid... Sorry. Merry winning way or winning merry way, whatever way yeah. you want to put it. Yeah, in the yeah no... I do. I just think you go through last prep and it was just awesome form. Comeback maybe better. That win last start was incredible. You've always got the get back pattern here at Doom and his tiny little issues. The vows might sit in front of him, but I just think he's, he's very good. So that'll be an all up, I think. Half of Australia will probably have Kovalika <laughs> into Giga Kick. And I can't blame him. I think every punter in Australia will have something on that multi tomorrow. It's just It just makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does on a very even sort of day. I didn't think there was a lot of value there to, no. to get too interested in Dooman, but I think those two will probably just win. All righty, so you're going with the multi that everyone's going with, plus race seven, number three, and race eight, number three, on the poly track at the Gold Coast. Gibbo, best of luck to you over the weekend. Thanks again for your time today. Thank you, gentlemen. Blair Gibson from brizzyraces.com.au. Now, if you haven't heard uh, the Two Flogs podcast, jump onto Apple, Spotify, whatever platform you use and type in Two Flogs podcast. Uh, very funny stuff uh, from Gibbo there. Now, Sammy, your best bets over the weekend. Durban Race 1, number 7, RNT. Well, there is a and big was, surprise. Uh, I was very happy to hear Willow giving it a good push, this horse, and uh, it'll start Willow's day. With a bang, that is for sure. Uh, he's a nice horse, and we know that I've tipped him many times because I love him, this horse, and surely he'll make a mess of these. Don't worry about that. Uh, race six, number four at Flemington, Dejumbuck. This mm. horse, is uh, he's just loves the straight, you know, and, and uh, I, actually, I don't like straight races. I know how many horses don't go up the straight, but then when you get a horse that is affecting up the straight like this horse, it's just worth so much to you. And, uh, yeah, he's a beauty. So I think the uh, Jumbuck will be uh, getting the money there. The Jumbuck and RNT, your best. Uh, anything for Toowoomba tomorrow night? Toowoomba, yeah. I like race seven, number three, Nick De Rossi. Um, it'll probably be short enough, but I reckon uh, I reckon it's found its right race there and uh, it can be getting the money. So uh, we'll have to wait a fair way. Uh, but Steve Kirkwood, he's a good trainer. Alicia Donald, she's riding uh, she really well, isn't she? Yep. Since, uh, Since we uh, spoke to her. To Toowoomba. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, she's, and, you know, it, once that uh, claim gets knocked over uh, there at the provincials, I'm sure we'll be seeing her uh, riding winners in town, that's for sure, in Brisbane. 
All right, in my best, uh, well, I'm with Gibbo, that multi, race seven, number one, and race eight, number eight at Doombin is the multi of the year, but she's going to carry a lot of weight. That's the only thing that's starting to worry me. Uh, I think I think race five, number eight, Ducasse will run well. I think race nine, number five, Hellfest. If there's any money for Hellfest in the last race, one of the Godolphin horses resuming. I love the trial. I'd be following that money in. One at Scone, race one, number one, Soltaire. Also liked its trial. A filly trained by John O'Shea, I think will run really well. Uh, Toowoomba. I got one at Toowoomba, Sammy. Uh, there's a couple of there's a couple of morals I think at Toowoomba. Race one, number four, Blazing Love, and race five, number two, Dark Tangent. So they're my two for Toowoomba. And we should say, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelpline.org.au. Now, Sammy, will you be back here next week or will you be somewhere else? Chris, I'll be back next week in the studio. Looking forward to it. I've got uh, plenty of trackside chips uh, coming up uh, next week. And, uh, yeah, but it's look, it's been fun. It's been fun to uh, obviously get down south and, and then... Uh, uh, and then just have a little bit of time with the kids. Uh, um, look, uh, wish me luck because I'm going on the beach today with the car and that this could be a concern. And okay. and I am not telling fit knickers. So um, oh. uh, could could be an even bigger concern if I get the car bogged. And so there's every chance drama. I'll be seeing you on the 7 <laughs> News tonight. <laughs> I well, certainly let's hope, let's not. hope it's not that traumatic. <laughs> oh, I certainly hope not. Well, you be very careful. Have a great day. Enjoy Doombin 10,000 day tomorrow. Have a great weekend, and we'll do it all again next week on The Pundas Mate on SEN Track.